0: So, Hardik Aswani, did I get that right? Oh yes, it Man. is
1: Hardik Aswani.
0: All right, excellent. I'm like an expert in nameology, I guess, or uh, the science of names or the pronunciation of names. So, uh, Hardik, you're a, you're a filmmaker, content creator, uh, and and you know more more importantly, you're all the way out there in India. So, what's what's the time? What time is it right there? What's the time difference? It's. Uh... It's 6.30 p.m. 6.30 p.m. There. Wow. Okay. All right. So I won't, I won't keep you from dinner. I don't know what time you have dinner, but it's like almost dinner time for you.
1: So, I, I, I had a heavy lunch. Um, <laughs>
0: yeah. Fantastic. Fantastic. Well, director, writer, content creator, uh, you're based outside Mumbai or right now
1: you're. Uh, I am based in Mumbai, mm-hmm. but because of the current situation, I'm back at my parents' place. Um and yeah, so far it's fun. Yeah. It's good to uh get back to the old memories living with the parents and uh, taking care of them. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: No, I I get it. Yeah, I get it. Uh me and the wife, uh, the baby boy, we've been we've pretty much been camped out and bunkered down here in our house uh for the most part the whole time except for, you know, some some little things here and there, but uh Hardik, uh, like I said, you know, director, writer, What? tell me a little bit more about yourself, what you do and what you've been up to.
1: So, um, okay, I was born and raised in India in a state called Gujarat, Okay. Uh, in a city called Ahmedabad. Um, I grew up there and uh, 19, 20, 20 years later, I realized I need to learn how to say stories visually. And um, I started getting into doing theater productions, uh, started getting into writing poetry, uh, reading a lot of authors, um, anything from uh, Agatha Christie to Dan Brown to anything, I would read it all and From there, I realized I want to get more into the visual storytelling part. Uh, Hence, I realized uh, what better place than Los Angeles. So I moved to Los Angeles. I went there. I did um, my master's in film and media production uh, from the New York Film Academy. And... um, I made uh, a couple of short films, which went uh, worldwide in different film festivals, brought me some awards, some live screenings. Um, from there, uh, I had to come back to India. Um, but yeah, built in Los Angeles based in Mumbai. That's my story. Yeah uh, I
0: see I see some, I see in my notes here uh, New, York, New York Film Academy. Yeah, right. Yeah, so well, how how'd that turn out? I mean, obviously you got the education, and uh, so before the quarantine, I mean, were you able to? Ha- have you done anything? Um, maybe so, bo- if not Bollywood, maybe something that you know we would have seen.
1: Uh I think uh, I I haven't done a studio feature film yet, uh, sure. but uh, yes, I was working in commercials for Toyota. Uh, for uh, uh, a beer brand uh, called Michelle Loeb Ultra. Um, and um, then I came to India and in India, I did uh, for Amazon for, uh, I was assisting, I was d- uh, director's assistant okay. for a company called Ramesh Production, Productions. And uh, they were doing good stuff. And uh, right before lockdown, we were working on big commercials for Horlicks for uh, uh, yeah, for different brands, basically. Sure. Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, how, so how would you say, I, and you kind of touched upon it already, but how would you say you've been impacted by the quarantine, you know, the last six months?
1: Honestly, it's been, it's been good it's it's better because uh working in a production house before this uh did not give me too much time to actually sit down and write and uh learn different um different techniques of editing after effects uh, maya all of those things um so in past six months i've been reading a lot writing a lot um i've written six short films and a feature in past six months, which uh, uh, I am waiting. As soon as the world opens up, I want yeah. to go out there and start pitching. Um, but yeah, uh, quarantine has been a little difficult, um, a sure. little slow at times. Um, I do miss going out. Oh, I do miss going out. I actually miss going out. I love traveling. I I have traveled a lot and I don't like sitting inside a room and that too, for this long, it has been difficult for sure. Yeah. Um, but yes, um, I've, I've learned life through all the daily mundane tasks that we do every day, like waking up, doing the utensils, uh, cooking food, um, taking care of my parents. Uh, everything, every little detail or every little chore that I do as is teaching me is making me better, is giving me ideas to write something or the other every day. And, um, I've come into this practice of writing every day, uh, since six months, like every morning I wake up and, uh, the only thing that I do is I make this coffee (laughs) and, uh, this actually, this mock says, "Don't stop until you're proud." Mm-hmm. So, Fantastic. yeah, that's the that's the goal, not to stop. Um, yeah. yeah. So yeah, um, it's been yeah. tough, but it's going slowly.
0: Yeah, and I think I think that's um, I, I I don't know if that's a cultural thing. Maybe uh, you know, in Indian culture is different to where it's it's very important for you to. In a situation like the quarantine, in a situation where there's health scares and, and and things of that nature, it's important for you to sort of adjust and you know go straight to the parents who might need help and and be there and and almost kind of uh, uh, pay it forward. You know what they did as parents, you're now doing as you know a devoted son, right, to to, to help them out in that in that condition in that situation because you know I've seen me I've seen a quite a bit of that here in the states but i think mm-hmm. it's more of a i think it's more of a convenience to just move back in with the parents to save a buck but <laughs> but to but but to hear that's the also, way you...
1: that's also a part of it <laughs> yeah honestly. okay yeah but, um,
0: but i but i just found like the way the way that you were talking about it it was more you know the first thing that you mentioned was take care of my parents and so it was like i i think that's mm-hmm. that, that might be something we're lack, that, that might be something that we're lacking here, as far as that uh, dedication to those who, uh, you know, took care of us as kids and whatnot.
1: I think uh, I think it's. Um, I won't say that it's a cultural thing. I think it's a personal preference. Okay. Yeah, I, I had a choice to stay back in Mumbai, but I chose this that's my personal choice because i wanted to get out of that place uh, for a little bit because um, my mind space or head space was uh too much into getting into the production running around wanted to do stuff because mumbai's lifestyle is very different uh it was the same when i was in la the whole uh lifestyle was very different it was laid back sit chill relax and uh, talk about ideas all day. That's it. As soon as I came to Mumbai, uh, there is no time to sit. There is no time to chill. There is no time to relax. Um, so I wanted this, and uh, that's why I chose this. And uh, honestly, uh, it's, uh, it's, been, it's been good. It, it has given me that space, uh, that time. Uh, to sit down, to read books, to get back into the whole zone of writing. Uh, and, uh, yeah, also taking care of my parents.
0: <laughs> sure. Yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah. Well, you mentioned, you know, a lot of reading and a lot of writing. What, what, uh, and you even mentioned, you know, Agatha Christie and some, you know, classics, uh, English and American classics. But uh, what ha, has there been anything you've been watching, reading, binge watching, you know, binge reading, binge studying uh absorbing just maybe for an escape or for you know further education for their expansion during during the last six months
1: um so i have a list of films that i have to watch every year mm. uh, just uh for the sake of uh, refreshing it in my head mm-hmm. because i think those are the films that have uh so every every uh, on every stage of my life when i've watched those films I have come to know that I am watching them differently even though they are the same films. But me as a person, I have either grown or I have either um, have had different experiences in the past years. Hence, the effect of the film has completely changed. Um, But to answer your question, I think um, uh, as soon as the lockdown was announced in India, yeah. I think it was in March. Um, mm-hmm. Started watching all the films that were related to pandemic. Maybe mm. contagion. Twenty eight days later. <laughs> <Gosh>. uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I even started watching The Walking Dead. Uh, I watched um, Edgar Wright's movie Shaun of the Dead. Um, I also The Perfect Sense. I've 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 started watching those, and then I felt okay uh these all are very depressing after a point yeah Uh, we need to watch something happy so i started watching mike lee's movie happy go lucky and then um secret life of walter mitty um hector and his search for happiness then um i
0: sorry about that sorry about that go my alarm went off (laughs) off and i thought I, i thought i silenced this thing but uh all right. So you you said uh, uh, Happy Go Lucky. those. Yeah. 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 Go ahead. Go those, ahead, go ahead uh, with those again.
1: Um. There's a film called Happy Go Lucky by Mike Lee. Then, okay. um, uh, I mean, I, I I actually wanted to watch um, like different films from different filmmakers. Um. Actually, rewatched those. Um. And uh, after that, I watched *Secret Life of Walter Mitty* and uh, *Hector* and his search for happiness. Uh, um, yeah, after all of those, I think, um, oh boy, I've watched. I, I watch at least two films a day. So. Wow. Yeah, uh, that's my schedule. I wake up every morning. I watch one film. I sit down to write. I have my dinner or lunch um, and then watch another film and uh, sit with the family for a little bit and, uh, yeah, appreciate life.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, there was um, there was a post-apocalyptic series that I watched on Netflix and I can't, for the life of me, I can't remember the name of it now. It was where... The the thing was like women were were dying. Whatever whatever this disease was, it was taking out all the women. I think it was called either always or once.
1: Oh, OA. Uh it's um
0: No, it wasn't it, it wasn't it wasn't OA because OA was about inter, interdimensional or, right. or, or 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 she was claiming that she she could travel through dimensions or something. No.
1: Correct.
0: It was, about, it, was about, uh, it was about this couple, they were trapped in this flat and they decided to leave. The, all the women were being um, detained by the government to, to test on them and, f- and figure out.
1: I think, uh, I think you're talking about The Handmaid's Tale?
0: No. Uh, no, that's Hulu. This was, this was definitely on Netflix. There was this black ash that was coming, there was this, or white ash, it was white or black ash that was coming down from the skies. Oh man, and and I watched it. I watched it. I don't know why. why are you talking
1: about the dark?
0: Nope. <laughs> Black. <laughs> oh man, what the heck is this? Uh, I'm so I'm so annoyed. I can't remember the name of it. I think it was. I think it was. I think it was either called always or once. I think it was called always. Let's let's type that in. Always. Nope. I don't know. Anyway. So, um, you know, I think I started watching it in April, you know, just as the quarantine kicked in, just as we kind of hunkered down, you know, me and the wife were starting to get a little cabin fever, but I wanted to like start, you know, watching all these things like, oh, it's a pandemic time to watch. I remember I was 21 during 9-11 and and after 9-11 happened, everybody wanted to rent all these terrorist movies, uh, The Siege and Swordfish and... Everybody wanted to rent all these, you know, movies. And I see it, and I'm like, you know, you, you can't do that. It's gonna like, you know, warp your mind, it's gonna warp your sensibilities, warp your mind's mind state. Right. But, but of course, I jumped right into this and it was such a great series, and I'm glad I watched it. It had such an impactful ending. But at the same time, and you know, I don't even think it was a series. I think it was a movie. It was just one, it was just one movie. But anyway. I felt I found myself really like getting frustrated and getting like pent up and like because there's a lot of these survival issues. There's a lot of these. Um, there's a lot of these you know moments in the film where it was it, it was so well made. I just kind of pictured myself in it and I'm you know I'm getting frustrated and I'm like thinking like now I gotta go get a gun and now I gotta like start doomsday prepping and I gotta start you know. Yeah having i gotta build like another bunker underneath the basement with dried right. goods and and all these you know rations and you know like rationed water and and i said okay no more of that and so i think i watched just that and then i just went to like 80s you know like all the all the crazy movies that grew up in the 80s i think right. it was on an 80s kick from all of april all the way up to june just watching a bunch of 80s stuff i've already seen and then you know a whole bunch of 80s stuff that you know i'm I might have remembered seeing the cover for and so that's what i watched um you know like to can watch you a bunch a huh
1: can you name a few oh a few gosh <laughs> uh
0: this crazy 80s uh you know it's it was about a drug cartel it's called cut and run it's just this bizarre oh. 80s flick it's called cut and run and it's about um the cocaine connection in miami and it was one of those '80s B movies where they shot most of it in the Philippines, you know, right. for, for budget reasons, and they might have gone to Miami for a couple of days to shoot some exteriors, and then that's it, you know. Like you could, you could tell it was shot off location, cut and run. There was, uh... oh jeez, so much. I, I found myself watching all those, you know, Kickboxer and blood sport and then the, like the millions of sequels. Kickboxer uh-huh. two and three, Bloodsport one through seven, or however many of those movies wow. there are. Uh, what else?
1: Did you did you watch the Die Hard as well?
0: Of course, yeah. You know, I think I watched. <laughs> I think I watched uh, Die Hard. <laughs> I think I watched Die Hard one and three. I always I always find myself skipping two. I'm not a huge fan of two for whatever reason, but I always find myself watching Die Hard one and three and live and and part four. Live Free of Die Hard is kind of good too. You know, watching the Predator, you know, watching Predator, Predator One and Two, and watching Terminator One and Two, like all those classics. You know, a couple of the Rambo's films.
1: Even I did that. I also went into watching Terminator, and uh, uh, even I went to Ridley Scott's Alien films and all of those. Those are such amazing films, man. Yeah. I feel like. These directors have actually changed the language of cinema. Yeah, and uh, brought it to a different level.
0: Yeah, you know it's one flew over those one flew over the cuckoo's nest. I just watched that because, and that came out in '75, and that's got Jack Nicholson in it. And I, and you know, a movie like that was in the theater. The movie, a movie like I think in '75, that movie was in the theater. Hello, can you hear me? Hello, hello. Did you did you freeze up a little bit? I think I think you froze up a little hello. bit. Can you, can you hear me? Uh, hello. I hear I hear you a little bit, but I think you're freezing. Can you hear me?
1: I think you froze up. It's still frozen.
0: still frozen. Hello, hello.
1: I can't hear you, but it's not. I can't see you. Oh, okay. Hey.
0: I'm moving. I'm I'm moving a little bit. Yeah. and Okay. All right. I think I think we you got it back a little bit. <laughs> We'll see what yeah. happens. So I think uh, okay, it looks like you're back. I am. All right, all right. Hey, listen, we're reaching all the way out across. I mean, you're on the other side of the planet. I think so. It's uh, yeah. it's to be expected. It's to be expected. But um, but but uh, but I was saying, you know, a movie like One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest was there was no really there was no crazy sci-fi action stuff blowing up. But back then, a movie like that was in the theater, you know, for a while and people went and saw that. That was like, oh, you got to go see this movie. And then I think 10 years later, 85, it's like Terminator and Alien and huge stuff blowing up and crazy, you know, sci-fi stuff. And, and, And then those were the movies that were in there. And then and then the 90s was big action flicks. And now it's, I mean, it's, it's the, the, the language, like you said, the language of cinema and then what's what's a hit. And so movies like One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest are now kind of expanded into maybe a series because, you know, for them to follow up, they're actually doing a prequel series about Nurse Ratched on Netflix. Exactly. And it's and, it, it, and even that it's not it's not written and produced in the same kind of slow steadily building kind of a slow burn steadily building strictly on characters kind of way the show nurse ratchet almost feels to me like it's an uh, it's a a american horror story season i don't know i don't know if you ever watched american horror story
1: i I started watching that but uh i drifted it into something something different and yeah
0: but you know ratchet based on nurse ratchet seems almost like an American Horror Story season. Oh, really? Sounds like it. Looks like it. Produced, you know, shot, produced like it. They really took a lot of elements from these Hitchcockian films. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, those Gary Cooper, Jimmy. Uh, 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 oh my God, what's his name? Like
1: all of these Rear Window and Psycho yeah. and all of those.
0: Yeah. It's very Hitchcockian produced. You know, the music, the music, and the and the, saw- and the cinematography is, yeah
1: saw the trailer of it and it is on my watch list. I think yeah. the next thing that I have
0: to
1: watch is Nurse
0: no tragic Yeah, yeah. And you know, we I think we just finished the first episode last night. Um, you know, I think uh, since you're only dealing with your parents, you you got plenty of time to watch stuff. We got a, we've got a seven-month-old now. He's seven months old and it's... Just, oh, nice.
1: It's What's his name? Gabriel. Gabriel.
0: And so right. the second me and the wife sit down to hit play, and i think we get about five minutes into it gabriel needs something it's like pause <laughs> Sit several hours later we'll watch another 15 minutes and then pause and then you know go <laughs> handle it. so i think we know we're, we're lucky enough to watch maybe one episode of something a day maybe half right. a, maybe half a movie so we, we usually stick to series because based on the way the episodes are cut that's what we're mm-hmm. able to pull off and maybe at like some magical hour of the day i'm able to watch a movie but really it's been I've been watching movies episodically so you know like right. <laughs> uh and enjoying I, I re-enjoyed the Predator in like uh a four uh you know four 30 minute <laughs> episodes version of Predator you know instead of the whole movie Sorry. but uh, <laughs> but yeah now's the time I mean you know like hearing what you're saying I took that opportunity basically from March to say July knocked out so much editing knocked out so much writing and prepping and And, you know, finding finding ways of, you know, production hacks, that's kind of like my phrase for it throughout this whole podcast with all with my other guests is that, you know, these these production hacks that I utilized even before the quarantine, now it's the way that things are now it's the way things are being done now is, uh, you know, and so now it's like the way I was doing it six months to uh, maybe a year to a year and a half ago is the Mm -hmm. way that we're producing stuff now. It's like, Hey guys, time to do season three or season four of our web series. Just same exact. We were doing it before. Right. Yeah. But yeah, I mean to, to, to hear, you know, just, you know, like, do you think
1: uh, think the, the way the productions were have, have happening before the lockdown, are they going to change?
0: Well, I'm a certified com, certified COVID compliance. I'm a COVID compliance officer now. Oh. So, so uh, here in the States, most productions, you know, 99 out of 100 productions have to have one on set. Right. And productions, you know, out of budgetary reasons, time constraints, you know, safety issues, all that stuff. They're kind of like half capacity on everything. So I um, Un- un- unless you're Tyler Perry or Marvel Studios or you know whatever the case, they're really okay. you know kind of stripping down
1: okay.
0: their their cast and their crew to bare minimum, and they're re they're they're reformatting. You know, okay, we were going to shoot this outside with you know a hundred extras. We're going to just kind of shoot it inside with two or three people extras, and then you know?
1: multiply them in post.
0: And they and they're probably pulling off a lot of that stuff too. You know, I, I I I you know a lot of times don't even think about the green screen stuff. Like, they're probably dumping more money into shooting into the whole shooting in the whole new the whole new LED screen. Right kind of production studios. Uh, the Mandalorian utilized the, the LEDs the LEDs cool. background yeah. screens.
1: Background there, yeah.
0: It's all it's all motion capture, but. But, but the actors can kind of uh, uh, feel like they're in the environment with these LED screens. These LED screens are run off the Unreal Engine, which is okay. f- started off with, as gaming software, and now it's everything software, really. Yeah. I and- saw
1: these in, uh, I think it was NAB, uh, the show that happens in Vegas. Uh, okay. It's basically where uh, all the cameras companies and all the tech companies come and uh, show of their gadgets yeah, uh, for the filmmakers. I think I saw one of these um, in those places. It was a big curved LED, which was, I think, was uh, maybe 20 by 20 size. Um, and uh, there was a lady in the middle of the screen uh, who was sitting on a bike. And um, the scene was, it was a desert on the LED and there was a fan that was put in front of the lady and she was riding the bike and it felt like actually she's riding the motorbike through the desert.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just the, the technology just keeps getting better and better. And I think now, I think now with quarantine and COVID and, you know, like it's kind of a shock to the entire world system, but especially the productions system that we really have to make, we really have to streamline make things turnkey. I mean, uh, my studio here to do this podcast, and, and there's a number of other different kind of productions that I do here in this studio. I, I spent probably a year, a year and a half with what few bucks I had. And, and before I was always on set, I was always on a different gig, whether it's acting or crew work, live events, or, you know, right. studio productions, uh, your, your film and TV productions. So I could, right. you know, when I would come home and maybe on a weekend, I'd ask the wife, you know, Hey, can I get a, Can I get an extra hour or two go in the studio? This was before the kid was born especially I took advantage of that time. Mm-hmm. I, I knew she wanted to have kids and I knew she wanted to marry. Right. I knew she wanted to marry, move to a bigger house, have kids. So I was determined to make this, make all of this turnkey just in time mm-hmm. for that, you know, when things get a little bit more hectic, you know, personal life, I can come in here and still knock out a production. It's just really a matter of just turn, pushing a button, pushing maybe four buttons, and this thing's ready to rock, whether it's the podcast, whether it's uh, some of the web series that have a green screen. As an actor or a voiceover actor, I could do self-submit audition videos and plug them out there with a, with a different screen behind me or with a mic, it's just a simple mic. I can do voiceover gigs you know uh remotely from home and uh that sort of thing so i think you know hollywood and 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 and, and good,
1: man. you're doing better
0: <laughs> yeah but
1: you're doing really good
0: but but i think you know not only is it me that's pulling that off i think big hollywood and uh you know big tv studios netflix and marvel studios and uh disney studios they're they're working to make things turnkey especially instead of shooting a green screen and having to take it back to post and then key out the green screen and key it and, and then with with motion nodes and and pins for motion right. they're, they're pumping way more money up front for a huge led warehouse right. studio area and then they don't have to do much post. They put the person in front of the led and they have like some motion capture settings set right there day of. And then it's like, maybe obviously you're going to have to still, you know, plug in some, you know, post-production issues when it comes to that led stuff. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's a wave of the future. It's like, you know, you're actually shooting live in a CGI created environment. Right. I guess is the best way I can explain it. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, Way one thing I've, I've, I've learned through uh, or the thing that has that this lockdown has taught me is that uh, uh, no matter what, creativity doesn't stop. Like, right. Everything else can be locked down. Everything can have a bar. Everything can be shut down. But um, if you really want to create something, it's it's nobody can stop you. Actually, nobody can stop you. Absolutely. Yeah, I was, um, have you seen Lights Out? Lights Out, Uh, I don't think so. Horror film, Uh, the director of that film, uh, his name is, uh, I remember, uh, I think his name on YouTube is Pony Smasher.
0: Oh, okay. David F. Sandberg is the director. Oh, yeah. David. Oh. David. Yeah. Yeah. He
1: made uh, a short film and um, then the studio picked up the short film and now he's a big Hollywood director. Mm-hmm. But even during this time, uh, even during this lockdown time, he's still making short films. Yeah. At home and he's posting it out on YouTube and he's. He's, he's unstoppable. Yeah. I think that uh, gives me more inspiration and more um, motivation that if he is doing it, why can't I?
0: Yeah, I mean, even with, you know, even with a big hit, I mean, it's got a great rating on IMDb, and even with a big hit, like Lights Out, like you said, yeah, yeah he's still... still making shorts. It looks like, yeah, just like, it looks like... um lights out and then two more shorts. Looks like he's got a couple of, uh, you know, big features in the works. But. Yeah, but a few more shorts. Oh, so the director lights out ended up directing Shazam, which is a huge DC movie. Yeah. And then so so now he's got he's got. Oh, well, he did lights out. So then he got Annabelle creation Shazam. And then two and then he did two shorts. So it looks like he did. two. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, it's like, hey, listen, I mean,
1: for any filmmaker, storyteller, uh, any person who wants to convey anything, I think uh, we will figure out a way. Any storyteller yeah. will figure out a way to convey his art. May it be um, MFO Goya, Rembrandt, any painter. They did not stop. Vincent Van Gogh cut off his ears, still did not stop. <laughs> still went ahead, still made paintings. Still, it's out there.
0: So yeah. Lights out is when Lights Out is when you, when they turned off the light, there was that dark figure in the room, right? And when uh, they turned the light the back on. And so that's like this phenomenal three minute short. I saw the three minute short, I think, on YouTube. And it's absolutely horrifying. Oh, yes. Absolutely horrifying. But that's a brilliant brilliant camera trick.
1: It's it's so simple, but yeah. so nicely done. And it's so just, simple, so simple,
0: which, which goes back to my whole idea of like these production hacks. It's like you could, uh, the actor could stand there still, flip the light switch, and he calls cut, put the person there, and then roll again. There
1: go. Roll it again, cut again. Yeah, take the footage in the post, join these two. There it is.
0: Yeah, put and some
1: sound on it. Oh, it gives you an amazing effect.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, Hardik, what's next on the agenda for you? Say next six months to a year. What's what's the next set of goals or the next agenda?
1: Um. So I've been uh, I've been making these uh, home quarantine advertisements. I've been um, where where people uh, like record the whole thing on their phone, in their homes. And um, uh, we take all of that footage and we edit it, we post it, basically branding. Um, I, I am going to do that more. Along with that, I am producing uh, advertisements. With being, I am producing them from here but they are being filmed in Mumbai. So I am making uh, pitch dockets. I am making um, uh, all the production layouts, budgets, everything. I am lining up everything and managing everything, but all the production is happening back in Mumbai. Uh, So that is happening simultaneously. The goal for next six months is to, come up with an idea that is going to be super low budget and uh, make a feature film out of it.
0: Awesome. Hello? Yep, I hear you. Glenn? Yep, yep, I hear you. Are you here? i you still listen he- to me? I'm still here. Yep, I'm still here. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? <laughs> Froze up again? Right. I don't know. You
1: got stuck. I hear you. But okay. I can't see you.
0: Okay, I see you. I hear you. Maybe I'll maybe maybe I'll unfreeze. Maybe I'll unfreeze a little bit. Yeah, you
1: out. you just went. Okay. Um, yeah.
0: Am I back? Am I back?
1: Yeah, you're back. Okay. So I was saying <laughs> that. Um, <laughs> yeah. So for the coming six months, the goal is to uh, take all the written material and uh, make them into pitch documents. Mm-hmm. and um, make a list of companies or a list of production houses to whom I can target and go out there and narrate my story to them or tell my story to them um, and uh, basically find funding for making a feature
0: film. Fantastic. Um, the
1: ultimate goal is to make film. Uh, so yeah, this is the goal.
0: Well... With that being said, uh, what's your view of the new normal and how, you know, yeah what, you know, down the line we 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 jump with the floodgates so the floodgates are opened up again and we're we're back on set or you know just in general, what's your what's your what's your view of the new normal?
1: Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I can't hear you, bro. Oh, you can't hear me? Sorry.
0: No, you, so you can't it's you can't better you, now Yep, yeah, i hear you and see you perfectly yeah i got you can you hear me
1: yeah now i can okay now What's i stable. i don't know uh, what is happening with this internet
0: <laughs> it's all right i think it's just we're so far away we're there's such a distance it's going over all sorts of different planes of wi-fi and uh an internet signal but um
1: honestly so, that's never happened to me. Like, uh, I've had conversations with people, uh, but this does not happen.
0: Hmm. That's weird. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Can you hear me? Nope. Nope. Can't hear me. I'm still here, though. I'm still here. I'm still here. Check check hello? one two. Check check one two. Hello hello. Check
1: check. check.
0: Yep. I can hear you. You can or you can't hear me. I can. Oh okay, you can. I okay. Hear you. Okay. All right, but no I problem.
1: I see. You. Oh
0: yeah. okay. Well, if if I'm frozen, I, I should I, I should unf- I, I should probably unfreeze, but that that's okay. Um, but uh. <laughs> <laughs> I had asked. I had asked. Uh, what is your view of the new normal, and how, you know, once the floodgates open, we we kick it into overdrive. How do you foresee, yeah. you know, maybe your productions, you know, being produced or, or just uh, so licensed?
1: In, so in India, uh, there is um, there are the guidelines that are being generated by the government uh, to resume productions, and this has been done since August. So people have already started filming. And uh, as you said, it's the same here. Uh, They have cut down the crew to 50% uh, with um, a lot of COVID regulations uh, where we have to keep safety measures. We have to have sanitization boots. We have to have ultraviolet uh, radiation boots. Uh, We have to have gloves, uh, PPE kits, Um, all of that um, has to be there on set, um, with a fire marshal, with an ambulance, um, which is pretty straightforward, which has already been like that. Uh, but yes, with the new normal, everyone wearing a PPE kit, it's a little, um, because, uh, it's difficult to maintain that much social distancing on a film set, believe it or not, but, uh, I mean, you have already been on a film set, so it's 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 a mess. Yeah. It's uh, it's a chaos. It, mm-hmm. Everyone is like art directors, uh, lighting guys, grips, electric, uh, studio teachers, uh, studio staff. All of them have to be there, and yeah. the fact that, it has to be done in on a set, which is almost like a ten by ten or a twenty by twenty film said uh, it's very difficult to maintain that social distancing yeah. but um, well, I think uh, I think people will get into the habit of doing that and uh, um, I think the new normal should be better than the old normal
0: <laughs> yeah yeah I, I mean I think so I think. Coming out of this, we're going to have a lot of new ideas, a lot of new, uh, you know, production, a lot of new production capabilities, a lot of new ways of doing things, you know, that look, that look like the old, the old same way, but, you know, half the time, half the budget, we're able to streamline things, we're really able to focus on story and substance and and not spend forever on a set trying to get the one shot you know what i mean and right. and, and i think uh it, it'll open up a lot of opportunities to independent filmmakers and yeah. uh you know like super independent filmmakers ultra low budget filmmakers it'll open up a lot of opportunities for them to get their ideas out there to get their stories and their their kind of vision out there as well their creativity so i i yeah i agree i i think i think we're in for you know a huge change that is really going to open up a lot of you know doors and a lot of opportunities for uh, other filmmakers
1: I think it has been like that because uh, when there was world war um, there was a pandemic at that point as well smallpox was the pandemic then mm-hmm. uh, so there were many film movements over the years and every film movement um, changed the way people were watching content or people were making content. And um, I think this is that point. We are on that point. This, uh, because of all the regulations that are happening, um, all the guidelines that are coming, the budget sheets have gone haywire. We are spending more on um, excuse me. We are spending more on um, on the making rather than, um, on the development or on selling or on advertising. Um, I think that, uh, uh the studios or the bigger guys, the bigger sharks will catch hold of people who can do multiple things. Mm-hmm. For example, you said you were doing, um, a voiceover in your, in your setup, like in your studio. As well as you are doing editing, as well as you are doing, um, you're making these 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 channels and these videos. I think the bigger sharks are looking have their eyes on those people who can do multiple things. Yeah, because because if if I can give them more, um, I can get uh, paid better.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I think
1: that is the motto of uh, the new normal.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Definitely, I agree. Yeah. Um. So, what is there? What's uh, what would be one last bit of advice? One one, you know, one last point or a few points that you would want to make, or one last bit of advice you'd want to give to our our viewers.
1: Um. Advice. Um. I wouldn't say it's an advice, but it's, uh, it's, um, it's a trick. It's a life hack. Um, uh, whenever you are stuck in a situation like this, just, uh, go ahead and watch, watch more films mm-hmm. because films live forever and, uh, films can, can transport you to a different world. Um, uh, and, I'm pretty sure uh, that world is going to be uh, something that you like if this world has some issue. Mm-hmm. Other than that, this is a wonderful life. This is a wonderful world. I think um, uh, I have done that. Like I have uh, shut down the room, shut down my social media, everything. And I've just went into watching films. And um Trust me, I've learned a lot. I've I've learned a lot about um, about the narratives, about the story structures, about um, the psychology of humans. Uh, not so much as the psychology of humans, but why do we behave uh, certainly in a certain situation? Uh, because all of that stuff intrigues me, personally. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I guess uh, I think that's what. Um, I have to say about
0: this yeah absolutely yeah I mean I I, I agree this the focusing on the psychology and and really delving into the the characters you know whether it's again whether it's a Marvel movie or a big sci-fi fantasy I mean you know that was the big thing of the Lord of the Rings it was the it was the camaraderie between you know the original Lord of the Rings trilogy with uh, Frodo and Sam and and Gandalf and uh, Gandalf. I forget, oh, I forget. but, you know, it was the camaraderie between them and it was what what drove them, you know, it was, of course it's this, this ring that they have to destroy. They got to take it all the way across Middle-earth to Mordor and, and there's all these, you know, crazy sci-fi fantastical tasks and creatures, but it's just the camaraderie and the teamwork. I mean, it's just like, just like any other movie, you know, yeah. the, it's, it's the same exact structure that you know, say uh, th- there was that movie um, Jarhead with Jake Gyllenhaal and Jamie Foxx, and it was about the Marines. It was about the Marines in Desert Storm, and it was the same exact movie. They were walking across the desert. They were kind of scouting the desert. They were, uh, you know, snipers and scouts and and infantrymen, and uh, you know they were walking across the desert to you know, uh, uh, detain whoever they had to do to, uh, you know, infiltrate whatever they had to infiltrate. And it's the, it was the same exact movie, Jarhead and Lord of the Rings. It's about teammates, it's about camaraderie, it's about watching each other's back. It's about, Mm. you know, good versus evil. Of course, of course. You know, uh, so th- really if, if if you start breaking, you know, if you break these, you know, projects down to the you know their bare essence, it's about it's about, you know, friendship, it's about teamwork, camaraderie, that sort of deal. And and then you can expand upon that. And then you can throw the icing on the cake, dragons and, and lions and tigers and whether it's animation whether it's animation or CGI. Or, you know, uh, if it's a found footage film, or if it's, you know, like, you know, your classically produced narrative film, you know, that sort of deal. You got to break it down to its bare essence. And it's about, you know, it's about love. It's about obsession. It's about, uh, you know, perseverance.
1: Basic uh, morals of life, basically. Mm -hmm. Uh, Truth, honesty, love, passion, uh, aggression.
0: uh, Psychosis. Psychosis? You know, know. Yeah,
1: yeah yeah. <laughs> yep.
0: yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, uh, are there any socials, links, plugs you want to put out there?
1: Uh, socials, links, plugs. Um, I have uh, my Instagram account that is hardik.aswani. Um, I have my Facebook page with the same name, um, Twitter account, and uh, I have a LinkedIn account. I have um I think yeah that's it. I have a website. Um it's called Standbox Studios.
0: Standbox, yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Standboxstudios.com, which is um an independent filmmaking uh production house, which is in its very early stages. Um we do commercials, we do short films, we do documentaries. Um, the last documentary that we did was called Life in Magic which is available on YouTube, um, which went to film festivals again. Um, this film was um, actually edited and uh, post-produced during the lockdown. Actually, the project was about uh, a magician who, uh, whose name is Romil, uh, who lives in London, who performs magic for celebrities. But his idea about magic is, um, or his understanding about magic is very different as compared to what normal people see. And uh, if you watch the documentary, you'll see that, uh, how he unfolds the documentary.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. Let's Let's fix something here and see if I can pull this up. Ah, come on. There we go. Yeah. So. Well, maybe not. Gotta love computers. Sometimes they work. Sometimes they work. Sometimes they don't. But uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. Um. Uh, so. Uh, that documentary was released during the lockdown. Um. And. Uh, yeah i would love to share that with you guys uh,
0: fantastic yeah yeah, yeah. well yeah, yeah. you heard it here uh, hardik aswani can't thank you enough for coming on and, and sharing your stories and sharing your projects sharing your advice and uh you know your insight on everything uh hardik's socials links plugs are all in the description below so you can check out his work especially oh where'd i go life and magic on YouTube, right? You. That's it. Well, Hardik, mm-hmm. Hardik uh, I can't thank you enough. I know we we battled some of this, uh, this these Wi-Fi, global Wi-Fi, uh, you know, challenges, but you know we got through it, and uh, it was great talking to you. I can't thank you enough for coming on the show.
1: Thank you so much, Glenn, for having me. I and I-, I really enjoyed it. Thank you so much.
0: I love yeah. I love the positivity, the passion, the, the determination. You know, just the the all around love and enjoyment. Taking advantage of this uh, downtime, taking advantage of this quarantine to uh, continue to produce and, and tell stories and create. It's fantastic. Yeah I-
1: yeah yeah. I, it's it's likewise. I I'm I'm really inspired from you. You're working through the studio and doing all of this stuff from that place. Um, it's it's actually what. Filmmakers do. Yeah. Uh, so, for the world who is watching, uh, look at this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Here,
1: here or I don't know where. <laughs> he's somewhere on the screen. You got and it right.
0: You got it right.
1: <clears throat> he's doing amazing, and uh, yeah, I'm happy to have a filmmaker friend uh, in Maryland. Yeah, Maryland.
0: Yeah. Maryland. Yeah, yeah, Maryland, USA. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well again Hardik I can't I can't thank you enough for coming on to my viewers I hope I've earned the privilege and that I hope I've earned the privilege of your time and viewership I know my guest has and until next time you know what to do